and welcome everyone to the SportsScenetv.net weekly prep sports podcast. I'm Anthony Serenata. We're glad you could join us as we are rounding out the end of football season, or I guess as they would say, fall sports. Uh, and uh, what an amazing ride and experience we had. And uh, to close things out, unfortunately, Brian Gillette unable to join us for the podcast to close things out, but he'll definitely return with us as we move forward. And uh, be sure to check out our website, sportscenetv.net. Also, make sure to follow us on our social media pages. We are at Facebook and on Twitter at Sports Scene TV. And make sure to subscribe and follow us on our YouTube channel, Sports Scene TV One. And if uh, you did subscribe, you'll also uh, know that we posted the Battle for the Bone video highlights in that game. And uh, we're going to go through a lot of the scores and recap of that game as well. So today, figure you and I on this ship and uh, closing out the fall prep sports season. Uh, a little. Uh, on the different side as uh, fall sports was pretty much uh, all the way through spring here. But, you know, thanks to the uh, ability to play these sports, saw a lot of smiles on uh, players, parents, and coaches' faces. And we'll uh, discuss that a little further on in the show as well. So let's jump right into it. Breaking news. Uh, I guess we have the breaking news uh, soundbite. I guess we had that. But uh, got uh, information and word out of Chino Hills High School. Again, we covered that battle for the bone game. But uh, reports coming out that Chino Hills football head coach Josh Cronkite has said that the school informed him this week that he was relieved of his duties and uh, will no longer be the head football coach over at Chino Hills, which was very interesting that he came from Bloomington High School and took over. This was his first year. And, uh, you know, due to COVID, it, uh, you know, created an adjustment in the season. You had a lot of players who weren't sure if the season was going to take place. So some of them decided to opt out and sit out. So you really weren't playing with all uh, cylinders intact, but uh, Coach Cronkite doing the best that he can. Uh, Chino Hills went one in four during this, uh, you know, uh, adjusted season, losing to Claremont, Etiwanda, and Rancho Cucamonga with the win over Santa Fe. So again, going up against some top, top teams, Etiwanda and Rancho, there are no slouches. And so, again, we mentioned that Coach Cronkite was uh, announced as a coach last January. He took over the Huskies program that finished 6-6 six and six in 2019. And, um, yeah, so I guess Coach uh, Cronkite uh, will not be back for next season's football. And he just wanted to, uh, in the article, thank all the Husky players and coaching staff for their hard work during the challenging time of this coronavirus pandemic and uh, wishes the program well despite uh, being told that uh, he was not going to return as the uh, head football coach for the Chino Hills Huskies program. And, uh, you know, looking at some of this article, he's quoted as saying, uh, this was a dream job for me and I wanted to be here for a long time. And uh, also he's quoted as saying, it was a tough season on everyone and we were young and we we're going to get it right. I just wish we had more time. And again, as we were saying, Coach Cronkite was previously the head coach at Bloomington High School before being brought on over at Chino Hills. I mean, again, they barely started their spring practice last March when high schools and uh, all the sports were closed, shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. And, um, you know, Coach Cronkite, again, uh, said uh, it was a little bit of a surprise that he was uh, told that uh, he would not be returning. And again, he was quoted in the article saying, I wish I could have had a full season. 
It was expressed to me that I uh, that it was important that we win now, and I understand that. We all want to win, and I thought we would get there. We were young. And so I went on to say in this article, Coach Cronkite uh, quoted as, but hey, look, this was a tough season for everyone, but I love my time with the players, coaching staff, and I wish the program nothing but the best. And uh, we also wish Coach Cronkite the best as well. It, you know, we had talked about uh, Battle for the Bone game. And Brian and I, we had uh, mentioned it to y'all that after we did the interview with Coach uh, A.J. Gracia, that we did reach out over to Chino Hills High School. And we understood that it was a new uh, administration, new head coach that, you know, they, may, they were not familiar with us. And of course, they were busy as well. So maybe they weren't able to get back in touch with us to say, yes, we can come on your podcast. We'd talk to you and totally understand that and respected that. It was great to be able to meet Coach Cronkite prior to the Battle for the Bone game, uh, explain to him what Sports Scene TV's mission is as far as covering student athletes, covering prep sports in a positive form, rewarding the students uh, who do well in the classroom as well as they do on the on the field, and you know also to spotlight head coaches that we want to appreciate them taking the time out, not only because we realize they're educators, but coaches, but also mentors to our, our young men and our young ladies that are coming up through the, you know, high school prep sports scene. He seemed to appreciate that when we had chatted and, uh, you know, I mentioned to him that it would be nice to be able to introduce him to the audience eventually and to also spotlight the student athletes that are on his team. And he felt very positive about that. So definitely when I had a chance to chat with him, it looked as at the time coach Cronkite was looking forward to the future. So again, with uh, disappointment on his end that he was hoping to be there for a full, you know, three, four seasons, at least give him an opportunity to get his feet wet. And uh, unfortunately coach Cronkite uh, will not be overseeing the head coaching at Chino's high school. Again, we do wish him the best. And it'll be interesting to see how we move, how they move forward over at Chino Hills with the uh, coaching where you have a long pedigree list. Again, going back to referring to the battle for the bone game, the PA announcer telling the crowd that was there at the game, we'd like to recognize the coach that started it all for the Huskies program. Coach Terry Roach was at the game. They wished him a happy birthday. I believe they said it was his 70th birthday. And uh, he was there. So you think of along the lines, head coach Terry Roach, head coach Derek Bubb, head coach Matt Bechtel, and uh, head coach Chris Stevens. And then uh, most recently now with uh, head coach Josh Cronkite. And so definitely a program that he was looking forward to. And uh, we really wish him the best and, you know, uh, wish whoever does come in next uh, success. And uh, I guess there are big shoes to fill when you're the head coach with that pedigree list that we mentioned with all those head coaches, uh, not only coaches that did well on the football field, but also as mentors, teachers as well. So, you know, we tip our hats off to all of them and everyone that puts themselves in that role. Again, uh, our best to coach Cronkite. So let's go ahead and uh, continue to move forward, though. Let's uh, jump into uh, the scores for the last week of the football season, man, that just sounds weird in all fronts. Weird in the in the fact that we're at April, almost at the end of April, and we're talking uh, wrapping up a football, and also just the fact that 
wow, five, six weeks ago, we were not sure how this was going to work out. And we'll, we'll chat a little bit about that more and uh, love to hear your feedback. So if you have any uh, comments in return of any of that we're talking about today on this uh, podcast, again, it's just you and I, but I wanted to love to hear from you and uh, we can definitely have a conversation to bring that up as well. So, you know, you can send those comments to our website, sportsscenetv.net. You can also uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Scene TV, and uh, definitely love to get the conversation going so far. So let's jump right into it. Uh, another rivalry game, Diamond Bar 24, Walnut 21. The Brahmas captured the annual Branding Iron game against Walnut, but the, more importantly, I guess, for them as well, the Hacienda League title with a 24-21 victory over the Walnut Mustangs. Diamond Bar finishes the year up 4-1 and overall, 3-0 and in league. They have now won 20 of the 29 Branding Iron games and uh, head coach over at Diamond Bar, Jeff Rice, says going 4-1 and one this year and uh, to win that game that night and win a league championship, couldn't be more proud of the players. And again, quoted him saying, ever since the pandemic hit, we as coaches just said, don't lose hope on having a season. Just to have the kids play football was a victory. And, uh, you know, a lot of the head coaches throughout the season that we've talked to, uh, you've heard them as well on the podcast, said the same thing. I think with all the kids have endured, playing football, being on the field, that's just the cherry on the top. We're going to have fun. And especially if you can win your rivalry game and your league, take the title, I bet you it makes it a lot, even a lot more fun. Um, for Diamond Bar, their uh, running back, junior running back, Michael Gorbia, had a touchdown, 64 yards rushing, 20 carries. Also scoring for Diamond Bar was sophomore quarterback Maddox Bernardino with a four-yard run in the first quarter and junior running back Nathan Garcia with an 18-yard run in the fourth quarter for the 24-14 lead. For Walnut, though, it got got itself three scores from different players. Sophomore wide receiver Ethan Elizalde, 23-yard catch. Senior running back Nathan Wong, three-yard run. And an 80-yard kickoff return by junior Ruben Rivera brought the uh, Mustangs within three points. uh, 24-21 midway through the fourth quarter, but Dimebar was able to hold on. Dimebar junior kicker Darren Veloza also added a 26-yard field goal in the third quarter. So again, they up 24-21. Diamond Ranch 37, San Dimas 20. Diamond Ranch now 4-1, finishes out the year. Gave San Dimas 4-1, also finished off the year. Their first loss of the season while that San Dimas train was steamrolling. But man, head coach Eric Martinez over at Diamond Ranch. We knew he has a uh, powerful team as well over there. So they gave San Dimas their first loss of the season. San Dimas, believe it or not, had not allowed more than a touchdown to any opponent until they met up with the Panthers on Thursday. It was a Thursday night game. The momentum of the game came with the Panthers leading 23-20. And unfortunately for San Dimas, their uh, stud running back, Ty Coleman, uh, was going for six yards on third down to the Panthers one, suffered an arm injury on the play, possibly a broken arm, took 20 minutes before he was uh, wheeled off the uh, off the field and uh, taken away in the ambulance. And we hope that he does okay. He, he has a speedy recovery. And uh, after that, though, Diamond Ranch stopped San Dimas's Jacob Bacola on fourth down. They went fourth and goal from the one-yard line. And uh, it just seemed like that was a turning point for San Dimas as they were unable to score after that. Uh, you got to give it to Diamond Ranch. Uh, Mario Martinez, the quarterback, throwing for 186 yards, two touchdowns. And the Saints, Coleman, again, we mentioned he was injured. 
finished with 122 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he led the Saints in offense, and uh, Bacola rushed for 112 yards and a touchdown. And for Bacola, the uh, runs of 96 yards just came alone in the first half. And for San Dimas, uh, Bullock had his moments too, throwing for 113 yards. Your Panthers are now the Vala Vista League uh, title holders here in 2021. Glendora 35, Bonita 28. It was a big night for running back Braden Bruss. Again, we saw them play against the Ayala Bulldogs. The Bulldogs did an absolutely amazing job keeping that uh, rocket, that spark plug for the uh, Glendora Tartans to a minimum. But in this game against Bonita, 35-28, Bruss rushed for 239 yards, 22 carries, scored four touchdowns. And they ended up with the victory 35-28. He had uh, a touchdown of 39 yards as well. And uh, again, Glendora with the big win. And uh, they will uh, finish off positive for the 2021 year. Covina 28, Roland 6. Baldwin Park 31, Wilson 13. How about your Chino Cowboys? 45 over Pomona 7. Cowboys finished 3-2 overall, 3-0 in league. Finish off the Sierra League title with the season ending 45-7 victory over Pomona. Pomona having a rough year, 0-4 overall, 0-3 in league play. It's your Cowboys' first league title since winning the Mount Baldy League in 2012. And uh, head coach Joey LaRosa quoted as saying, ever since October when the district let us start working out, the seniors put in the hard work and it paid off. And the Cowboys uh, really never looked back on this one. Led 23-0 to zero with less than three minutes into the game. And uh, they just dominated and took uh, forward. And uh, they are your Sierra League title winners. Give some props off here as Coach uh, LaRosa mentioned some names. Joseph DeJulia, 56-yard score, 33-yard uh, score. And uh, it just, you know, they were just firing in all cylinders. So... Congratulations to your Chino Cowboys, Sierra League title winners. Don Lugo, 20, West Covina, 16. I think that one there, you saw a major comeback from your Conquistadors. And uh, looks like Don Lugo finishes the 2021 season uh, with a victory. Here's a fun one. Damian, 41, Upland, 31. Congratulations to Coach Matt Bechtel, whose uh, mission We've talked to him over and over again here on the podcast. We've got to bring Damian football back up to the elite program that it once was, and he's on his way to do it. A 10-point victory over the Upland Highlanders, Scots. Going to be interesting to see how the uh, Spartans look in 20. Uh, the next season, uh, 2021 season for them this year was amazing. Congratulations to them. And I don't know if you saw, but we retweeted it. Uh, nice job by head coach Matt Bechtel to do the Irish jig. I think that's what it was. And, uh, you know, we got to get some dance lessons from him. So congratulations to them. Etiwanda 15, Rancho Cucamonga 14, another big program under the uh, tutelage of the uh, former West or Rancho Cucamonga head coach, Nick Baez, now at Etiwanda, 15 to 14. You know, coach says a smile on his face too. Same thing, building up a program for Etiwanda. We're in the Etiwanda Red. Congratulations to him. Muir, uh, 33, Pasadena, 6. Inglewood, 58, Monrovia, 19. Charter Oak, 42. South Hills, 13. And as we mentioned in the uh, beginning, Diamond Bar, 24, 21 over Walnut. Ganesha, 40. La Puente, 26. Congratulations to Ganesha. 
They are uh, league champs in their right, in their area there. And continue on, Ontario, 28, Nogales, 6. Claremont shuts out Chafee, 38 to 0. And Colony over Los Osos, 36 to 22. And as we mentioned, Ayala, 42, Chino Hills, 0. And uh, let's chat about that game right now. That game, Battle for the Bone. You can definitely check out the highlights. Go to our website, sportsscenetv.net. Also, uh, go to our YouTube channel, Sports Scene TV One. You can um, definitely subscribe to get the emails to be told when we have the uh, videos uploaded. Again, all videos free of charge. No, 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 uh, no need for signing up. There's no, no nothing at all. No money involved. So um, we definitely want you to know that uh, you can uh, check in with us and um, definitely um, see those for free. What can we say? Uh, Ayala, again, just all over the place with the offense. It just didn't go to one player. It went around. I don't know if maybe because I already saw it the first time around when we played against Glendora where I, you know, it really shocked and awed me to see just the offense go crazy. But the second time as well, they looked good. And um, got to give it to freshman quarterback Brian Wilson. Some amazing passes, folks. Check out the highlights. Wow. And the receivers that he threw the ball to. Holy cow. The patterns they ran. I mean, it just amazes me. Uh, the way... It just, they make it look easy. Bulldogs wasted no time in their opening possession. They went to the 37-yard line, and that's where Elijah Crockett took the handoff, went into the end zone for the touchdown. It was a 7-0 lead early on the ball game, 9-14 in the first quarter. Yeah, and you have to uh, make note, when we did the uh, highlights, we after the first quarter there with that first score, scoreboard over at Chino Hills went kaput. No, uh, no time, no score after that. So we were, it was almost like soccer rules. We were just waiting for the uh, on-field official to tell us when the quarter was over. So, but for sure, we know at the end of the, at the first quarter, it was a seven, nothing lead nine, nine, 14 remaining. That's when the clock was still working after that. It went kaput in the second quarter, second possession too for the Bulldogs, similar to that Glendora game, almost every possession they scored. In the second quarter, the Bulldogs drive to the one-yard line of the Huskies. And that's when Brian Wilson, man, you got to watch these highlights, folks. He just takes the ball and you just see this offensive line, a wave, just a sea of red, moves forward across the goal line. Quarterback is behind him, gets the touchdown, 14 to nothing. Still in the second quarter, Bulldogs head coach, A.J. Gracian, fourth and 12, says, we're going to go for it. We're on the Huskies' 40-yard line. That's when he... Quarterback Brian Wilson throws this beautiful sideline pass wide open, Marcus Monroe. And, uh, you know, great feeling for the senior wide receiver. Wide open, takes the ball in for the touchdown, 21-0 over Chino Hills. And the Ayala offense just continued to show its strength. Again, quarterback Brian Wilson, spectacular pass into the end zone. Zachary Sosa. Remember that, folks, Zachary Sosa. It's his first reception play of the senior year. It's good for the 23-yard scoring play. It extends Ayala's lead over Chino Hills 28-0 going into halftime. 
And, you know, it's, it's interesting because we're on the sidelines taking video and all of a sudden we just hear somebody goes, that was his first catch of the year. That was his first one of the year and can't make it any grander than a battle for the bone rivalry game, senior year, last game of the 2021 season. Congratulations to that young man. And then going into the third quarter, Brian Wilson, yet again, beautiful picture, perfect pass up the middle that connected to teammate Andrew Aguilar. 35-yard pass play. It was 35-0 to zero in the third quarter. Bulldogs would score once more, making it 42-0. to zero. They keep the coveted Battle for the Bone trophy. It's the first time in the program's history at Ayala to win the trophy three consecutive years. Congratulations to them. But uh, having a chance to talk with Josh Thompson, the champion newspapers, I believe he was saying that uh, overall, though, Chino Hills does dominate the game as far as trophy wins. But who knows, maybe the way things Ayala is playing, they might end up making it close, if not tying it up, eventually take the lead. In the game, Ayala finished with 337 total yards in offense. Quarterback Brian Wilson was 7 for 10 in the pass completions, 173 total passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And uh, those little turnovers did not uh, hurt the Bulldogs at all. And congratulations to Ayala Bulldogs finishing the season on a high note, perfect 5-0, and oh, and uh, also outscoring their opponents. Talk about defense. Crowd would say, we want defense. Uh, they got it this year in 2021. Check it out, folks. Bulldogs outscoring their opponents 156 points to 13 and three shutout games in the year. So congratulations to the Ayala Bulldogs. All right, so you know what? Who needed Brian, right? <laughs> we, we went on quite a bit here. Uh, recapping and giving you that breaking news out of Chino Hills with uh, head coach uh, over at Chino Hills uh, being uh, told that he will not return. Head coach Josh Cronkite informed by the school this week he was relieved of his duties of uh, head football coach at Chino Hills. So when we come back, we'll uh, chit-chat a little bit more about some CIF information and take a look at what's next. Spring sports, right? So don't go away. You're listening to the SportsCeneTV.net weekly prep sports podcast. I'm Anthony Serenata going solo, you and me. Love to hear from you. So drop us a line and we'll be right back here on the weekly prep sports podcast. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everyone, to the SportsCeneTV.net weekly prep sports podcast. I'm Anthony Serenana. Glad you could join us as now it's time for our next segment. And we thought we'd just kind of reflect on the uh, year that is so far. And uh, starting off with uh, the prep football scene, when we found out that it was, you know, able to play and there would be some modifications. And uh, we've gone a long way in those five, six weeks from learning. And uh, I've got to tip my hat to all the uh, administration, the coaches, CIF, everyone doing a spectacular job enforcing the, you know, requirements for us to be able to be out there and the safety and all the protocols for everyone being out there. So tip of the hat to everyone there. Definitely a lot of hard work goes into it, especially the uh, athletic directors as well. Had a chance to uh, chat with Mr. Warren Reed over at uh, the Battle for the Bone game, and he broke it down to me. I think he said we had baseball, we had softball. Um, can't remember if he said we had something about track or something else going on. And then now tonight football 
And, uh, you know, that just shows the organization, the coordination that is placed on these administrators in this time. And they have to make sure it goes off flawlessly. And so hearing him say that was a good reminder of what this all requires, uh, a lot of moving parts to make it successful. So we definitely appreciate all the hard work that all of the schools are doing, uh, coaching staff to not only allow us to be able to watch these games, but make sure the safety of everyone else is paramount, uh, who's going to be on the field, on the sidelines, and in the stands. So we, we appreciate that. But uh, as of April 20th, CIF each week provides the uh, education-based athletics COVID-19 modifications. Looking at the map, it looks like everything is in the moderate area, which is the uh, orange tier. We've got a little speckles here and there of red, which is substantial. Anything after orange, if you go down, is yellow, which is minimal. And so that means right now in the moderate, the sports that are allowed to play, we've got football, gymnastics, boys lacrosse, soccer, and water polo. And so that means anything from purple down to orange, which include, you know, cross country, golf, skiing, skateboarding, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, uh, baseball, field hockey, girls lacrosse, and softball. I believe um, we're even going to have, uh, you know, we even got basketball. Uh, a couple other things going on, though, for the minimal um, is ch uh, competitive cheerleading, volleyball, and wrestling. And, uh, you know, that's that's in the yellow, but things can always adjust. Maybe they've even already adjusted that. I'm just not aware of it yet. Um, season two sports from March through June. That includes badminton, baseball, basketball, competitive sports cheer, golf, lacrosse, soccer, softball, swimming, diving, tennis, track and field, boys, volleyball, and wrestling. And so if you're interested in seeing this info, definitely you can uh, check it out on um, on CIF's website, cifsouthernsection.org, or I believe, yeah, cifss.org. Heck, we'll even put a, a link and uh, post this also on our uh, social media so you can take a look at it as well. But, you know, definitely was really interesting. And the question was early on with football, once it was announced that things could get back on the field, was, are they ready? Uh, what's the safety of the students, the student athletes? How are we going to deal it with, you know, sideline reporters, um, you know, officials, the crowd? How's all that going to be handled? And, you know, again, the main paramount for everyone was safety, the health, the well-being. And you really have to give it to the coaches. Every single coach, every admin administration uh, that the schools all had the same single concern and that was safety for the players injuries we know that they didn't have a full ability to work out we know they weren't in the full workout sessions that they would normally have so you had coaches who were very very well aware and didn't push the limits talked to head coach greg gano he said i don't want to throw these guys out there like a normal year and say hey go play and you know, not taking accountability that, you know, these that these players didn't get a full chance to prepare. Same thing with Coach Baez. Didn't play the full five, six weeks. So we're going to take a week off. I don't think we're going to be able to play the full five, six weeks. And I wouldn't want to push my guys like that. So you really have to tip the hats 
uh, to all of these head coaches and administrators, they went in with that caution. And you know what? To tell you the truth, I was a little hesitant in the beginning, but after seeing how everything went so well, so smooth, that everyone proved that the football season could take place, the protocols could be followed, and everyone came out relatively well. Um, of course, there were injuries on the field, and they were related to the sport. And, you know, those are going to happen. But it would be interesting to see the amount of injuries this year compared to last year. And of course, obviously, the numbers could be lower because of the shortened season. But it was really nice to see that. And it was so much fun. And a lot of the times, too, you know, we were reading the uh, the the scores back in our first segment. And the head coach over at Dimebar said, you know, we worked hard during the offseason to prepare. And being on this field today or, you know, through this uh, adjusted season was just the cherry on top. This was the winning aspect. And all the coaches that we talked to pretty much said the same thing. They said, you know what? These our student athletes endured so much over the year that being out here, we're, you know, we're winning already. And obviously, if you go 5-0 like Ayala and you become league champions like Chino, or Diamond Bar, or Diamond Ranch, it it you know, just makes the year even that much more sweeter. But again, everyone just being out on the field to play and uh, attend a game, uh, it, it was all a victory already. So truly uh, an experience this year. And hopefully with the way things are going again uh, on the COVID-19 uh, updates that CIF gets, this map looks pretty promising, folks. It's in the orange, moderate. So uh, hopefully we'll get to the minimal. And uh, eventually back to our uh, normal set of circumstances for prep sports and schools and uh, for these student athletes. So definitely enjoy seeing that. Um, again, if you have any questions, thoughts or comments, please interact your thoughts of the season as well. I know uh, some might be a little sad. They didn't go to a chance to go to a game, but hopefully media outlets like ourselves here at SportsCeneTV.net were able to put videos up for you to see. Uh, great photos of uh, games in the Chino Valley by Josh Thompson, putting those up as well for people to see. And hopefully we were able to fill in that gap. Uh, there are other ways you could watch. I know uh, there are other outlets that you did a paid subscription, but uh, for what uh, we do and what Josh does, uh, you know, it uh, was out there for you just to click on and look and see it for, for free, get some access to it. So we hope you enjoyed that. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, feel free to drop a line. Go to our website, sportsscenetv.net, hit the comment button, or go to our Facebook or Twitter page, Sports Scene TV, and drop us a line and let us know what you think of what you think of the uh, 2021 season for football. And as we transition to other sports, spring sports, right? So that takes us into our uh, next set of uh, items. That takes us to our CIF Southern Section four championship top ten polls for 2021 softball as of April 19th, 2021. Looking at local area schools here, Division One softball, no one in the top 10 in the immediate area. Well, we got uh, Roosevelt at number six. In the number one spot, Los Alamitos, number two, Norco, number three, Pacifica. And uh, again, Roosevelt, number six. In honorable mentions, Chino Hills girls softball is mentioned. In uh, Division Two, top 10 poll go to number nine, Diamond Ranch. There you go. The Diamond Ranch Panthers, Lady Panthers. 
Coming in uh, number nine in the D- Division II uh, CIF Southern Section Top 10 Polls for Softball. Moving into number three, local area as well. Number nine, Don Lugo. So the Lady Conquistadors in the top 10 polls, number nine for Division Three softball. And taking a look around uh, Division Four, notable mention is Claremont. They're not in the top 10, but they were the honorable mention. Continuing through Division Five, um, looks like the uh, West Covina Bulldogs, Lady Bulldogs, in uh, number eight slot for Division Five. Continuing on, don't see anybody in uh, Division Six in the local area. And for Division 7, no one as well in there. So for any of those uh, top 10 poll teams that we mentioned, if you live in the area to go support them, definitely would recommend that. Also taking a look at spring season for 2021 baseball, CIF Southern Section, four championship top 10 polls as of April 19th. Division 1, no surprise here. You're a yellow Bulldogs number one. Hmm. I believe they also have another young man on there. If you saw the article from Pete Marshall, uh, it was a great article he did on uh, the uh, young man over at Ayala playing uh, football and uh, baseball, Mr. Jacob Badawi. And so, again, if you live in the area and you get a chance to go catch a Bulldogs uh, baseball game, you got your number one Ayala Bulldogs in Division One. Then let's move on to Division Two. We've got Glendora at number seven, number eight, San Dimas, and number nine, Bonita. So those are your seven, eight, and nine slots for top 10 CIF polls for baseball. Division three, go to number five. You got your Chinos Huskies, and they are in the five slot for division three, top 10 in baseball. Moving to division four. Rancho Cucamonga at number six, Upland at number seven, and at number nine, the Corona Centennial Huskies. So got some good baseball around the area as well. Then let's go to Division Five in baseball. Chino at number seven, Claremont at number six. So you got some other local area schools in the top 10 for Division Five. And let's keep going. Division Six. No one in the immediate area, but uh, Chafee is an honorable mention and no one in the Division 7 in the area. So again, plenty of girls base, or girls softball and baseball for the young men to go catch. And uh, who knows, you might end up being lucky to catch not only a baseball, a softball game going on. Who knows, then there might be a basketball game later on that evening because don't forget, folks, basketball is kicking off and for spring sports. And the nice thing about it is with spring sports, we're going to have championship playoffs. That was announced by CIF as well. But uh, go back to basketball real quick. Big news coming off, reading on Twitter. Your uh, Damian Spartans against the Etiwanda Bull, or excuse me, Etiwanda Eagles. It was the first game back for the Eagles. And uh, they ended up coming away with a victory. So, should be some entertaining basketball again coming out of Damien, out of Etiwanda, out of Colony. Coach uh, over at Colony, Coach DeFabius, picked up his 400th win, 400th, excuse me, 400th win over at Colony. And congratulations to uh, Coach for, uh, for that as well. 
But as we mentioned, uh, CIF mentioning that there will be uh, season two playoff championships. And uh, that came out in a press release on April 12th. And uh, it pretty much says, due to recent changes to the California Department of Public Health guidelines for youth sports, they were excited to announce that they are prepared to go forward with the section championships for the following season two team sports. It was baseball, boys and girls basketball, boys and girls lacrosse, boys and girls soccer, softball, boys and girls team tennis, boys volleyball, boys and girls dual meet wrestling. For season two individual sports below, they are actively working on securing approvals from various county health departments to ensure that they can conduct championship events involving student athletes from all eight counties within the Southern section footprint. And they will be providing more information uh, soon as they attempt to finalize the plans to go forward with these individual sports. So they're going to be looking in at boys and girls golf, boys and girls swimming and diving, boys and girls individual tennis, and boys and girls track and field. Um, they do mention boys and girls individual wrestling as it's classified as a high contact indoor sport. Current uh, CDPH guidelines do not allow for tournaments of any kind for individual wrestling, and it has been that way since the 2021 school year began. And so without the opportunity for the tournaments available to their member schools and limited time they have remaining before those championships are scheduled to be held, they will not be able to conduct section championships for boys and girls individual wrestling in season two. All this coming from CIF again on this uh, press release. As far as season two uh, sports, playoff bulletins for each season two sports are being developed and will be distributed accordingly. Information on dates, times, locations, spectators, and other items will be coming soon. And then for playoff uh, season two individual sports, again, same thing. Ongoing situation for season two individual sports. Once they can obtain the necessary approvals and confirm that they are taking place, they will distribute information related to those championships as soon as possible. And uh, any final thoughts from CIF here as well that they have stayed the course from the time that they announced the 2020-2021 sports calendar in July of 2020. Um, CIF also go on to say that they told their student athletes that they would do everything possible to come through and deliver to them what they wanted so much. And obviously that is to play sports. When they announced the calendar, CIF says that they kept in mind that the spring sports had suffered tremendously with the shutdown of schools and athletic programs in March, 2020. And one of their most important goals was to provide full regular season and section championships for those who had lost those opportunities last year. So spring did not see any playoffs, but they're going to see them this year. Um, they're now being able to see full regular seasons continue and section championships return for many of the spring sports in 2021. CF goes on to say that they're not done yet in completing the task, but it is a credit to all of you who have remained steadfast in your ongoing efforts to make it happen. And they are grateful for all doing so and know that the student athletes are as well. And uh, see, I've closed off this letter as well saying, I hope this information is useful to you. And if you have any questions or any uh, questions or uh, comments, uh, you know, they're just saying, feel free to contact the CIF office and uh, they're willing to help. And again, in closing, they say, thank you very much for your help and support. It's truly appreciated. So there you have it. That was from, uh, Commissioner Rob Wygod of uh, CIF Southern Section as we discuss spring sports. So there you have it. I think uh, well, that's going to do it for us.
But uh, we may be taking uh, a little break, uh, maybe between the week or two. Get ready to gear up for basketball, maybe some baseball, softball. But definitely we'll be back with you. Hopefully Brian will be back with you. We know he'll be back. Uh, He'll be back from his little vacay again. And, uh, you know, we truly appreciate you joining us here at SportsCeneTV.net. Please uh, do us a favor. Uh, We don't, again, we don't sell ads. We don't uh, charge for our service. We just ask for your support. And the way you can show that to us is by liking and sharing and uh, passing the word on to others to feel free to, you know, join our prep sports community, our family here as uh, we're, you know, our goal is to bring the positive to also spotlight the uh, academic side for these students and to uh, reward them for their time spent in the classroom doing well, as well as competing and doing well on the uh, field as well. So please, our content is family friendly. So you can just uh, check out our website, sportsscenetv.net. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can like us there, Sports Scene TV. And again, please hit us up on our YouTube channel, Sports Scene TV One. Again, that's YouTube channel, Sports Scene TV One. Please hit the subscribe button. The more subscribers we can get on YouTube, it unlocks a lot more features, uh, more interactive stuff that we can do with you. And even the ability possibly at one point, even do a live broadcast for you. So if you can smash that subscribe button, hit that uh, bell icon, it'll notify you when we put our weekly video updates. So again, for my partner, Brian, and again, thank you, everyone, parents, family members, uh, obviously coaches, uh, student athletes, uh, the administration for all the coaches or all the schools. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We really enjoy doing what we do and covering your programs. And please, you, the audience, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, uh, please hit us up. You can do that on our website, sportsscenetv.net. We have a comment section. Or just hit us up on our social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter, at SportsCeneTV. And again, on YouTube, SportsCeneTV1. So again, for Brian, this is Anthony. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you in about a week or two. You've been listening to the sportsscenetv.net weekly prep sports podcast here on sportscenetv.net. So long, everybody.